Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. If you've ever wondered how to connect with the infinite, connect with your higher power, connect with God, connect with source, spirit, whatever label you'd like to call it, this episode is for you. So this is Kevin here coming to you with a solo episode. And this idea actually came from a question I received on Instagram. Shout out to Pervy, past client of mine who uh, asked this great question to a post that I made. So I want to share the post, share her question, and then we'll get into this whole topic. So the post I made was about a quote from a 17th, 18th century French Enlightenment writer and philosopher named Voltaire. And he said, God is a circle whose center is everywhere and circumference is nowhere. And I want to repeat that again so you get it. God is a circle whose center is everywhere and circumference nowhere. And I think this is brilliant, this quote, because it describes it, the, the infinite or God, even actually in a scientific viewpoint. And I'll share that briefly, uh, or at least a math, actually a better way of putting it is a mathematical viewpoint. Now, I, I'm, I'm, what I'm about to share is a whole body of work. Uh, I, I'm, I won't pretend to tell you that I know all of this or even the deeper, more specific mathematics about this, but uh, it's it's centered around what is called the flower of life. It's It sounds quite flowery, but it is anything but. It is literally the creation pattern of the universe. So you can do a quick Google search on it, but it's literally like an example of that, a physical example of that is in the study of biology, that's literally how any multi-celled organism actually forms itself. It starts as a one cell, like for example, you and I, when we were just, we weren't even formed yet, but then mother and father came together and then it has been created uh, our, you know, the, the genesis of our being. It was the sperm into the egg and then mitosis occurred. And so mitosis is when that one cell becomes two cells. So that process is actually mirrored, or I guess more accurately, <laughs> the process of developing a human is actually mirrored from the flower of life. So do a quick Google search if you'd like to see the more specifics about the mathematics of that, the actual formation of that. But the flower of life is a mathematical proof, and it is the creation pattern of the universe. And why I bring that up is because this quote, which is brilliant, and then, oh my gosh, I'll get to the question. But <laughs> So God is a circle whose center is everywhere and circumference nowhere. I love this quote because Voltaire is speaking to the mathematics or the organization of how things are created saying that God is a circle. Because if you look at even the formation of us as a human being, it starts as what seems like, you know, it's not a perfect circle, but it is a circle, that one cell. And then it forms into two cells and so on and so forth that is seen in the flower of life. And so I love that he brings the geometry into this quote. But anyway, what I posted about, why I posted this, I shared some insight of just how powerful this quote is. 
And I said things like, it take, I hope you take a moment to read this line a couple of times, which is why I repeated a couple of times on this episode to begin and contemplating its meaning for your life. That God is a circle whose center is everywhere and circumference nowhere. That second part, that, it, that God is a circle, but the second part to that then is that it, its center is everywhere. Meaning its center, this power's center, this the creator's center, the universe's center has a center within you, within your mind, within your heart. So it's it has incredible implications for you and I and how we can partner with this power. You can call it what you, whatever you'd like, but there is this energy, this life force that is within each and every one of us, and we can have a personal relationship with it and be guided along with it. And so I spoke about that in the caption of this post. And so this is what gave rise to the question because I spoke about, I wrote about how uh, if you're having a problem you're looking to solve, you have a challenge to overcome, or you're just simply looking for guidance, life or source, spirit, God is right here. And it's really right within you actually waiting for you to communicate with it. I say it, let me define that really quick. I say it, my brother, Chris, he says he, uh, because it, uh, the word in the human language helps identify that it's a living thing uh, or living being, you may say. It's not like a man in the sky. That's not what God is. At least I don't believe. Um, I believe it's it's every single thing. It's all things. It's, it's the life that is within everything. And so when Chris or anyone else refers to this power as a he, uh, I, depending on the person, but that's what Chris defines it as. It's like it's this intelligence I like to use the word it because it helps me identify that this 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 power, God is not a individual like you and I, like a human, because uh, it is literally pervading and is within all things. So that's what helps me. But so that's why I just wanted to define that really quick. But so we went on in writing, and this will bring us to the question question. I said the real work in learning how to con is to learn how to connect more deeply and stay connected more consistently with God, with spirit, with the infinite. So you have true power on your side to be, to do, to have, to give what you have been uniquely and divinely made for. So let's talk about the question. Pervy wrote in this great question. She said, this is such a uh, intriguing topic. So she asked, how then, how do you connect with the infinite? How do you connect with the infinite? That was her simple question. And so that sparked this entire episode. So here we go. Let's dive in. I have very simple ways, as you see in the title, like simple yet powerful ways of connecting with the infinite. But remember, any of these suggestions, I mean, it's very straightforward that any of these suggestions about how to connect, it's within. I believe that there can be ways of connecting and it could be really engaging to connect externally. Like, for example, I know many people connect with the infinite or with spirit through nature. So by being in nature, they feel a deeper connection with their own source, the, the, this life itself. But even if you do that, I personally believe there has to be a personal internal component to that connection. Because otherwise, how, how could you say that you feel connected, right? Like if we say in reference to like an example or a, an analogy, a parallel is like a relationship with another human being. While that relationship, and you may have, say, conversation with someone, like I was talking with my wife today, like it was seemingly external to me, but the real, real relationship I have with my wife is internal to me. It's how I feel. 
and how I think about the relationship and how I engage in that. So there is this, this dual or duality in the connection. So yes, you can experience this externally, but I personally believe that the most powerful connection starts within, or at least end, starts or ends within, however you want to say it. So the primary suggestion I have in order to connect with the infinite, this infinite power, is to tune into your breath. Now, stay with me, because this is very simple. It's often, it, I, my mentor says, said that, says it this way, I love this phrase that she uses, is that it's simple, but yet deceptively simple. That's the phrase, is that it's deceptively simple, meaning it's so simple, it seems like, ah, like just you wave it off. It's like, ah, that's, that doesn't help. That's not powerful. That's not going to do anything. Or, oh, especially since this suggestion is about breath, it's like, oh, I've no, I know my breath. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't, I don't see how it can connect me with the infinite or like I've tried. So just watch out, watch out for your own thinking about it, because that might be actually part of the reason why you don't feel the kind of depth of connection that you're really looking for with your higher power is that you have these kinds of doubts that you allow to stay in your mind. I don't think it's bad to have those kinds of doubts or kind of concerns like, am I connecting? But to allow them to stay there is actually part of the reason why we stay disconnected. So it's kind of like a weed growing in the garden. You want to pull that out. So the breath. Well, let's talk about the breath. Breath is life. In fact, it brings me back to my training as a yoga teacher. In uh, Eastern philosophies, especially Buddhism specifically, uh, there is the term prana. And prana is actually translated as, in the English word, life. It literally means life. But Prana is also interchangeably the breath. It's like you're breathing. But you can breathe without actually having prana. And that's the unconscious, uh, very uh, involuntary way of breathing that it just happens to us. Like it's, we're just breathing and we're not even focusing on our breath. But prana, prana is when you give focus to your breath and you allow yourself to feel the, the depth of power in a simple thing like your breath. That's prana. And the way I like to conceptualize this for myself and how I start to connect in any moment of my day, especially during meditation, I will literally remind myself, I cannot breathe once on my own. I cannot breathe once on my own. Because physiologically, if you try to stop your breathing, like you just hold your breath, you will most likely pass out. This is the most likely scenario. You'll pass out and then your body will take care of itself as in like it will start breathing again. In other words, life is breathing you. Like it's giving you this gift of breath. Another way I like to say this, this goes, it's around the same space in our body, but also similar in a similar way, we can't beat our heart once on our own. It's an involuntary process. And some may say, because again, we're listening to, a, you're listening to the science and spirituality podcast. I notice sometimes in myself, I'm, I think like, well, like, you know, that's just biological, right? Yeah. But how the heck did this biological experience actually come into being anyway? Like we are literally stardust that has been formed after stars have exploded over millions of years to form this body that we have. Like the iron that we have in our blood is literally coming from one of the first major stars that created that caused that, that moved into a supernova, in other words, a star exploding, there was iron in the center of that star. 
one of the first stars that was ever formed. So we are literally made of the stuff that was created from the beginning of the universe. Like you tell me that's not an intelligent design by some, by some being or some intelligence, then I, I, yeah, I'm out. Like (laughs) I recently posted on Instagram, a a meme uh, at the recording of this, at least you might look and not find it for a while, depending on when you're listening to this. But if you're familiar with Shark Tank, uh, the show, uh, people bid on businesses and uh, if a if a shark, they're called, if a person who's in the business and wants to, uh, does not want to make a deal with someone presenting their business, <laughs> they say, for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> that's basically what I am, I, the kind of energy I feel at someone if they're like, nope, it's all biological. I don't believe in spirit. I don't believe in the infinite. I don't believe in God. Uh, so I, I, I think I'm speaking to the choir here. I don't think you listening to this uh, have any feeling of that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. So anyway, breath, heartbeat. We cannot breathe once on our own. We cannot take, we cannot beat our heart once on our own. Cannot take one breath on our own. So that to me is the first intro introductory connection point. And I do that almost daily to reconnect. And it's a simplified way of acknowledging life. That's how I like to see it. And that personally for me helps deepen or develop this connection, this relationship with the infinite, because I'm I'm going within but then also starting at the most basic, fundamental, foundational gift, you may call it, that we've been given by life itself, by spirit, by God. So that, that acknowledgement is like a reaching out. It's like a, it's like a, even though it's an inward reaching, but it's like a reaching out of your hand to, to connect. And spirit responds. We're, this energy that we live in, it's intelligent and it responds to the kind of thoughts that we think and the perceptions that we have and the attention that we give in our life. And so it will start to respond. That may, that response might feel like a, uh, an intuitive uh, thought or feeling that comes to you as like, oh, like, a, you know, there's a gratitude sent back to me or um, like, the, I don't know, you just feel more relaxed or calm, like as a good sign that you're connecting. But the thing I think now that's popped in my mind, I think the thing that people get tripped up on when they think of like how to connect with the infinite is that they, they think of it as like a human to human connection where there's kind of some feedback sometimes or most of the time, but with the infinite, it's not often that there's immediate feedback that we receive, but if there is any, like I said, it's more of like a calmness or relaxing. Uh, sometimes we get an intuitive, uh, idea or thought that maybe like is already helping us in our life. So but it, it's a, it's a, it still is relative. The way it's like a relationship, I will say, even though I, I think it's very different than a human to human relationship. I think that it is similar in the fact that when you, it takes time to develop that relationship. And the more that you engage in these different ways that I'm suggesting, or you probably have your own, many people call prayer as a way of obviously connecting or pray or praying is how they speak to God. Um, but however you do it, it takes time to really develop that connection. Just like if you met someone new and yeah, you had a great conversation for a half an hour the first time you met, it's not like you're going to call them your best friend. I mean, sometimes that's quite a rare occurrence, but sometimes that does happen where it's like, oh man, instant connection and like you're you're good to go. But uh, more often than not, the relationship develops over days, weeks, months, and even years to really form a strong bond. So let that be. And if you're really intent on developing this relationship and connecting with the infinite, uh, my recommendation is to make it a, a regular thing, to make it a, a potentially even a daily thing. So 
final point I'll make with that, again, to kind of bring in for a landing that first point of like focusing on your breath, remembering that you can't breathe on your own, feeling the breath and how it feels and actually generating gratitude for the life that you have in this day that has been given to you. It's just remember that this is a felt experience. Intellectually, you know, I'm, I'm giving these words to support you, but uh, it's it's not really an experience you can really have intellectually. Um, like you may have some intellectual components to it. Like I mentioned, like maybe receiving an intuitive idea or thought, or, or I personally use my thinking and my attention to, or affirmation basically to focus on my breath. And that's how I connect to start, but really the connection is a felt experience. So keep that in mind. Now, next, this is a, this is another simple way of connecting, but it's kind of a paradox because uh, it's about how to dissolve or even like uh, just eliminate the disconnection. That's how you connect because it's kind of like two sides of the same coin. It's like there's certain things that you can do to, to engage in that connection. Like I mentioned with the breath, there's one other I'll share with you at the end of this episode. One other that's an engagement of you actually uh, working on that connection, like going forward, but this second one will increase or amplify or even reveal a connection with the infinite by a way of elimination of getting rid of what's actually the disconnection. And reason why I say this, and I think this is the second most important thing to really work on this connection with the infinite or God or spirit or source or the universe, you may call it, this energy that is intelligent, is because we are technically always connected. There's actually no separation between you and your higher power, again, whatever label you give it. In fact, to give some scripture to this, this is, uh, uh, I'm going to give you some background before I actually share this piece of scripture from the Bible. But me and my brother grew up Catholic. We went to uh, uh, Sunday mass almost every week for the first, I don't know, 15 to 20 years of our life. Uh, we even went to what's called CCD. Some of you may know that, but it's, uh, it's basically like a oh, one hour or two hour class a week. If we were, because we were, we were in public schools. And so one to two hour of a class a week on, on religion, on Catholic religion and the Bible. So we grew up with a lot of these stories, but I never really, really connected or felt like a, a strong resonance with it. Like I was doing it because, you know, my parents said so. And it, I think it helped for me to at least open up to an idea that there is a God. Um, but I mean, there's many things I agree with, many things I don't agree with. This is not the conversation for that now. But reason I'm saying that is because I even had some ideas of like how, you know, even religion can help form a deeper connection with the infinite. But I, I went away from religion, just organized religion for a while. It opened up to what is many, many people term spirituality and like energy and uh, meditation and more Eastern philosophy and tradition. Um, but now over the years, I, I've in learning from my mentor, I subscribe to what my mentor calls and I lovingly absolutely love and call it universal spirituality. So it's not just a spirituality that encapsulates like a one path, but it honors all paths. So that's why I sometimes refer to, you know, different scripture Bible, but it's, I just wanted to make that caveat that it's like, this is not religious. I'm not uh, wanting to propose this as dogma. It's like, this is the way, uh, but it, for me, it, it's just a piece of the puzzle. So the piece of the puzzle that came to mind is, uh, Oh my gosh, let me see if I remember, because that was a tangent. <laughs> um, shoot, I apologize. So let me get back to the point. Let me, I'm sure it'll spark. So 
Yeah, there's no separation. Yes, now I remember the quote or the the line. So many times in the Bible, in in Scripture, it said that this power, often called God, God is closer than your hands and feet. It's closer to you than your hands and your feet. Closer than even the breath. In fact, I'm actually curious. I don't have that popped in my mind, so I didn't have that prepared to share with you. I'm really curious of the exact words because it's very common. It's it's used a lot. So um, closer than hands and feet. Let me see the exact quote. Yeah. Closer is he than breathing and nearer than hands and feet. So closer is he than breathing and nearer than hands and feet. So for me that over the years of, as, especially as I've, I've evolved my awareness and allowed to myself to even acknowledge, but really take in some of these verses, some of these scriptures in a uh, personally, for me, in a more spiritual or a metaphysical sense, that to me is speaking the truth that this power, now getting back to the real point of where I'm getting at here, is there no separate, there's no separation between us and the power. This power, this life, this this spirit breathing us, it is us. Like we are it, we it is us. And it is it is us and we are it. <laughs> there we go. It's back and forth. Um, and so there is no separation. So to think that like, all right, I want to connect with the infinite it, it, in a way it's actually, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm acknowledging my disconnection or like I've, I'm seeing that like, oh, I don't have a connection. So we make this more tangible. Cause I know we're kind of getting out there of like an ephemeral idea. It's like, okay, like, yeah, I get it. Like <laughs> there is an infinite power and I'm present with it. It's present within me. Um, so what to do. So if you subscribe to that, if you agree, if you resonate with that, that we are always technically connected, but we may not be consciously connected, then what do we do? Really, the separation is just in our own minds. It's not actu in actuality. It's not tr the truth of what's actually going on in reality. And so this power is within us. So the work is not to really do anything, like to meditate more or focus on the breathing. Like, although again, I recommend doing that because it's, it's powerful, but the second suggestion, you can try on any one of these or all, all of them together. Uh, it's up to you or none of them doesn't matter to me. Uh, you're here listening and I'm, I'm here to help you as best as I can. Uh, but you could take or take it or leave it. So the work is to not do anything in this second stage to, to really focus on letting go. That's the real work, the real move to make, which is a, of releasing rather than a adding, a subtraction rather than an addition. And so releasing the blocks in the way to actually allowing yourself for the, to feel this connection, to experience this connection, to allow this connection to thrive. And there's a great uh, teaching story, isn't a made up teaching story about the Buddha, but I think this speaks to it beautifully. And I think this is true about meditation, but the story goes super short. Someone came up to the Buddha and asked saying, oh, wise one, what have you gained through your meditation? And the Buddha responded by saying, nothing. I have gained nothing. But let me tell you what I've lost. I've lost anger. I've lost depression. I've lost insecurity. I've lost anxiety. I've lost fear. So you can see, it's not so much about an adding or a gaining or a and a reaching out to connect, but it's about a subtraction, a letting go. And in the way to do that is different for everyone, but 
it still does come down to the most subtle version of this is thought. Anytime you notice yourself thinking and allowing yourself to engage emotionally with the worry, like, oh my God, like, am I connected? Like, <laughs> I don't feel it. Why don't I feel it? That, that right there, it's so layered and it seems like a real thing to be concerned about. But if we allow ourselves and, and even just try it out, it's like, what if I actually just drop that thought? What if I just let that thought go? I question it or challenge it and challenge, is it even true? Is it even true that I'm disconnected? Then you might start to find some uh, maybe doorways to go through in your own experience in life, internal doorways that will open you up to a stronger connection or a more intimate or present moment connection with the infinite. Because often fear, doubt, worry, those are really all signs of just lacking trust to some degree. And this is a training I, I, in my mind as I'm sharing this, because I had this prepared, but like, I, I'm, I'm compassionate. I know that, and in my, my life, I've struggled with this at times, um, that it's like, it feels like your thoughts are so real that like, or even the feeling of like the anxiety, the worry, the fear that it's like, oh, if I let go of it, then, you know, I won't, I won't be able to take care of what I need to take care of or to do what I need to do or to remember that thing or, but again, it's still the work of letting go of that thought. It's just so much of, so many of us have been so related only with this human experience that we feel like that's all we are, that we're just our thoughts. We're just our emotions. We're just our physical human being body and we're just our personality. But see it this way. I'll speak in terms of myself. Yes, my name is Kevin Carton. But Kevin Carton is a human being. Kevin Carton is the one who is activating his vocal cords to speak to you now, and you're listening to it as a reverberation in the recording of this that is coming through a device that is tuned to this frequency. That's, that's the, what's actually going on the, in the physical reality. But I am the spirit. I am the, the light, the energy, the consciousness that is animating this physical form that I call Kevin Carden. I could have easily just been named Chris Carden, but I was not. That's my brother. He was called Chris Carden. But it's just a label. And it's the same thing with thought. While it seems like that's all who we are, all we are, and it seems like sometimes like we we have to think those thoughts, the truth is we always have a choice. And the development of that capacity to really connect and be living from who you are as a soul, that's that's work. That that takes the effort of it could be meditation, it could be contemplation, could be journaling and reflection, could be therapy, could be coaching. There's so many different ways of developing that kind of beingness and that kind of relationship with yourself and knowing who you are. But that's really the place in which you have to take that step of questioning the thoughts, challenging them, recognizing that they're just a pattern in the physical equipment that you have in this human experience. Fancy words might sound like, but I promise you, over time, you'll, you'll get to know that a bit more as you stay open and stay porous to ideas like that, which if you'd like to dive deeper into that particularly, uh, let me look really quick. I know we have episodes on that about how to activate that power of awareness uh, of you connecting with yourself as a soul of who you really are. 
So give me a second. I'm going to look up the episode and actually much better. I'm going to put that episode link in the description of this episode because I think it's uh, maybe 50, 60 episodes back that I first recorded an episode about that. So I'll make a note. I'll share that with you. And one last suggestion I have to develop that ability to access that level of soul or that level of your spirit of who you really are to be able to challenge those thoughts way easier. I'd love to invite you to my event called Soul Builder Live. It is a training to help you in developing yourself as a soul or in other words, growing as a soul. That's why I call it Soul Builder Live. And it's either a one day or two day, depending on when I'm hosting this. This upcoming one in September is two days. and It'll be live in Denver, but check the link in the description of this episode to see where it's at. It might be virtual, depending on if you're listening to this in the future. So Soul Builder Live is an event to help train you in the ability to be more connected with your spirit, with your soul, with who you really are, so that you can challenge those thoughts and easily discard the ones that are not serving you. In other words, it's a way of evolving, of developing your ability to observe your thoughts and not be trapped by them. So if you'd love to check that out, more information and to get your ticket, then go to soulbuilderlive.com or click the link in the description of this episode. But to go forward, final point, how to connect. This is a more active step because that second step was more so of just a letting go, releasing, challenging the thought of like, oh, am I disconnected? Well, what if I wasn't? And oh, one other thing that can help, because as you let go, as you release and drop those kinds of thoughts, it's most likely since that was a pattern that your mind is going to try to pick up that thought again. So instead, you have to replace it with a, a different thought, a different view on yourself in life. And so I invite you to start moving into, well, what, what, what can I be grateful for? Or refocus on the breath. And so that's why I share these kinds of tools that are more active, because sometimes it's helpful as you work on the letting go that you actually engage in something more tangible as like a step you can take. So getting to the third and final one I'll share today. The final way of connecting, my favorite way of connecting with the infinite is to ask questions. I mentioned that this power, this the infinite, the universe is an intelligent substance, an intelligent energy, an intelligent uh, thing, <laughs> different words you can put, put on it, but it is intelligent, at, it, way more intelligent than you and I, way more intelligent than every single being on this planet put together because it created everything, all things. So you can have a relationship with it and the way to connect is start engaging with it, talking with this power. And my favorite way is again, through questions, asking the particular right questions, I like to say, because we can get caught and stuck even in asking disempowering questions. And guess what? The interesting thing in my experience and what I've learned is that the infinite does not judge. <laughs> Unlike what most people have heard of or been trained about God is that God does not judge in a particular way. Because usually the judgment that we hear of or think of that God or the infinite has is like, oh, if you aren't a good person, then you're going to get punished. No, I personally believe that the infinite is uh, neutral and our engagement with it and its laws is how we then receive in terms of the consequences so for example, it's, it's really just working with the law of cause and effect is that if you focus on something, let's say in this case, we're talking about questions you ask, if you focus on a disempowering question, guess what? 
that's the cause because you're sending out that energy with that kind of question or even just thinking it and having that conversation with the infinite within you, then that energy is going to expand and express and be repeated because the infinite being neutral, it's going to just go to work and add more energy to the question that you've just asked. So if it's a disempowering question, like, man, like, why did that happen to me? Why can't I get a break? Man, why, why do I always struggle in relationships? And it's from this victimhood kind of energy. Guess what? We're most likely going to get an equal energetic answer of victimhood answers of more reasons why it's but why, why we're experiencing that and why we're staying stuck. And it's like, okay, great. It doesn't really do much for us. It doesn't help us move forward. In other words, it doesn't help us evolve. So ask questions to develop this connection with the infinite, but in a particular way. My favorite way of asking questions is what I, I've termed expansive questions. They just feel expansive. And often they're, another term you can use is that they're progressive questions. They're helping you progress because that's what the infinite wants. That's what life wants with us, progression. And you see that in blades of grass, grass, which is a low form of life compared to say what we consider as us as humans is a higher form of life with the, our intellect or our, our ability to experience life. But even a blade of grass will literally press through cement seeking greater life or growth or progress. So life itself wants that, and that, that life is within you. That's the infinite. So when you ask a question that is growth-oriented, progress, or what can I do? What can I change? Um, how can I grow? And you can make it as specific as you want because, again, the quality of question you ask determines the quality of the, the answer you receive. So when you start to ask questions that are more expansive, like instead of if you're wanting to have some resolution about money and you'd love to have more abundance in your life, instead of asking the question in your own mind of, well, what can I do to get the get to the end of this month and just make it? <laughs> I just pay rent, just be able to afford what I've got on my plate. Instead, start asking the question, what can I do this month to, eight, to make an extra $1,000? What can I do this, to, this month to make an extra $10,000? Hmm. And, and stay curious because this then comes back to kind of like this, um, this is a dance you play with these ideas that I'm sharing with you. Because usually when you start to ask more expansive questions, the mind will come in and try to figure it out and try to give you the answer or uh, will question like, oh, is that even possible? Can I do that? Where is that going to come from? Like those kind of like uh, snarly and, and insidious kind of thoughts that just don't feel good. They feel contractive. They're going to come, almost guarantee you, especially if you're asking a question that expands you beyond your current awareness, you're going to be challenged by your ego or, or your paradigm. So that's going to come in. You come back to the second point to connect. It's question those thoughts, question those doubts or those concerns or trying to figure out how it's going to happen. And I personally believe that the universe, the infinite, loves to delight and surprise us when we acknowledge or demonstrate our trust. When we allow ourselves to relax and say, I may not know the answer right now, but I trust that there's, there is an answer. And you're persistent though. There's a duality to this. You want to be relaxed and at ease when you're asking this question to be able to connect with the infinite. But you also want to be active in the 
the persistence with wanting an answer. It's, it's a, it's such a dance. Like there's a, um, it's a master's kind of approach where you're holding both at the same time. It's not easy. I, to this day, I'm still working on things like that in terms of holding both of those kinds of ideas or those kinds of energies. Um, but that's really, that is the way, this is the way as the Mandalorian says. <laughs> so that's what I got for you, my friend. I know this episode is actually quite lengthy. I hope this has helped because uh, I know I've went on some different tangents and uh, side quests of the conversation, uh, but I really hope it's, it's helped. Um, this is uh, at least the, the best I have in this moment, this awareness and what I've prepared to share with you. And remember, I will close it out with this. I'll reiterate everything I just shared as a quick summary and then really share one last point is that, um, oh, reiteration first, and then we'll get to the last point of encouragement. So simple things to do is number one, like to connect with the infinite, focus on your breath, take a deep breath, acknowledge how that feels and really allow yourself to acknowledge the, the gift that it is to be alive in this moment. Because that's, that's the infinite's number one gift that I believe we, we are given is this ability to live in this human experience right now. So deep breath. Heck, you can even go to your heart. It's like, oh, I can't even beat, beat my heart once on my own. It's a gift I've been given. Great. And you can take a moment. Simple. Second, to work on connecting with the infinite is to, to recognize any of the parts of you that feels disconnected or is thinking you're disconnected and start challenging those thoughts. Start letting them go and reconnect with gratitude or reconnect with your breath and really allow yourself to feel the connection with your infinite, the, the infinite, the infinite. It's your own unique connection with the infinite for sure, but it is, it is one, one power, one presence, one life. And then finally, the third thing we covered was questions and expansive questions. Because as you engage, just like any great relationship, uh, you ask really inspiring questions, then you're, you're naturally going to develop a relationship, especially if that person, a physical person, you know, another human being is interested, uh, then it's going to develop. And I promise you, the infinite spirit, source, God, Allah, Krishna, Buddha, I mean, Jesus, some people have these different terms they prefer, but any name you want to label it, this power actually wants this relationship with you, this deeper connection with you individually. And so my final point I want to make is just remember that these steps are simple and they're deceptively simple. I promise you, if you really engage with these ideas and give it a month, give it two months, three months, see, see how it goes, do an experiment with your life and try these on. And I love that they're simple because then it's easy or can be easy to follow up on it and actually fulfill that. Because I, honestly, I've been suggested like, like, oh yeah, I got this half an hour process that you do every day. And it's like, um, no, thanks. I'm, I'm good. That's seems like a decent amount of time. <laughs> Funny enough now, now of the, after years of uh, developing my own practice, I do actually spend about a half an hour every day uh, in in meditation and uh, visualizing and and speaking with my own higher power by asking questions and staying open to answers or solutions. So like it's evolved to that. But when I was first told that, I was like, nope, no, thank you. Please make it simpler. I I'd, I feel overwhelmed even thinking about spending a half an hour, an hour, uh, even uh, trying to form that. So. Hope this has helped. Um, always love to hear back from you. If you have any questions or any further thoughts, ideas, uh, there's always on Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, there's actually a place you can answer a question of what do you think of this episode? I always love to hear from you. I always read those and, uh, 
And I was like, if they're good ones and you have some insight or just some gratitude, I always love to share those with uh, everyone because I can hit publish and then you can see it on this episode. Um, but then if you have any questions, anything popping up for you, then shoot me a message on Instagram. That's where this question came from, which was awesome. So thank you again, Pervy. And I will talk with you on another episode. Peace. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.